0: You know how fast you were going? What? How fast fast you were going? going? I don't know. Ten? Ten? Eight.
1: Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted a not turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Iceman. Uh this will be part two, part two of uh Aaron with uh I had to say it podcast. This is the second part. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed the first one. Uh if y'all listen to uh this bonus we did on uh Friday, Aaron was on that and it was a lot of fun. So uh hope y'all enjoy it and uh look forward to seeing some of y'all in the live show Wednesday. So, let's get it rolling. I say, we'll get it rolling. I'm always having... Let's, let's, and, let's talk about prizes. Didn't you... You told me, I think, before, like, applied for health Kitchen?
0: Uh, yeah, I did uh, a long time ago. Like, season two. So I was a
1: long I, time I, ago. I've, I've, I've watched... I don't know if it's still on. Like I said, I got rid of cable because they just pissed me off. And I don't know if they're on now still or not. But I've before that, I watched
0: every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I watched a lot of them before. I, I, I gave up on cable a couple of years ago, too. But
1: Well, yeah, I think your personality's probably a little too strong for what they
0: wanted. That was kind of the impression I got from the rejection letter. <laughs> I, it was I'm, like. Not only do you seem real competent, it don't seem like you're going to get shook if you're getting yelled at. I'm like, yeah, but that's not what they want. They want people to yeah. like,
1: oh shit! I just, you know, you freaked me out. I just chopped my pinky off.
0: <laughs> chef yelled at me, and then he told me I was a donkey. He <laughs> called me a cow. Yeah. Whereas me, I just yes, chef, no chef. All right. It's like he's not shaking them at all. And then as soon as the service was done, I'd be out in the back. That mother... Who does that little <laughs> motherfucker think he... I swear to God, if I don't win this fucking prize... Th- th- then come back in and be boring-ass TV
1: again. <laughs> i just trying to... I mean, They say reality TV, but
0: come on. Oh, no, I'm pretty yeah, much that shit no. staged up. I'm pretty much staged up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not exactly scripted, but it ain't exactly real either.
1: No, they... they they kind of handpick the people they think that's going to make the best TV. And sometimes I think they're like, you yeah, know, look, kick that person off, keep this person because they're
0: making better ratings. <laughs> yeah, not to mention if you look at it, how many of those restaurants that the winners got are still, you know, up. I mean, not with COVID, that makes it less fair. But, you know, bef- before the world got put on pause, like 95% of those places folded. Oh, or, really? I, I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, some of them have, like, there's, like, the official Hell's Kitchen in Vegas that, because they started just like the winner got to run that restaurant for a year or whatever. I, I think at some point that's what they changed it to. Because initially, like, the first couple seasons was like, well, you get to run your own restaurant under the umbrella of this corporation. And I think, I think the first, like, three or four wound up closing within, like, a year.
1: Well, I mean, you're taking so, somebody uh, that used to be a, you know, a line cook at Piccadilly
0: <laughs> you just gave them a, yeah. a four-star restaurant trying to run it. Yep. And good luck running this. We're, we're going to have some consultants to help you t- for the launch. But after that, you're on your own Gomer. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then, although I did love the first season particularly, like they had a couple executive chefs on there that are like, oh, I've been the executive chef at this hotel in Chicago or this one in Las Vegas, and, da, da, da. and then they got Gordon Ramsay, like after the, the initial interview thing, and he's like, yeah, this guy comes in and tells me he's been an executive chef for the last 15 years. That means he sits on his ass behind a desk, and he hasn't actually cooked anything in a decade. <laughs> I was just like, this is true.
1: I wonder that. Uh, I'd like to taste one of those beef wellington though so i will say that well if i ever get down that way i'll bring you one how about yeah, that it's like, I just that's the only thing i've had risotto and all that stuff before like that and I, I don't know that's, just risotto just that's not my thing it's got no, too it's much just, like a fancy rice i think i'm eating like baby food or something like that it's just, yeah
0: it's, you're not you're not off the market creamy rice yeah it's just it's just not natural but uh, no, I, I make a pretty wicked Wellington, if I do say so myself. So, and you did tell me that your friend—I guess—got I to break because I thought it was hilarious
1: that uh, your friends thought you murdered somebody at one
0: point. Oh yeah, th- <laughs> yeah, it was something I mentioned on a different podcast a couple of days ago. <laughs> they weren't really friends of mine; it was more like acquaintances. It was uh, people that were like friends of friends, not people I knew directly. And the guy, like, you know, it was this guy was... We got into a little bit of an altercation at a, at a bar one night, and he got pissed off and stormed out and l- disappeared. I mean, like, literally nobody saw him for weeks. And all of a sudden, I got people going around talking about, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah, you know, well, I heard so-and-so killed him. And I'm like, that's me, you dumb son of a bitch. Because p- p- one of the... Uh, one of the things about that particular period in my life when I was still new to the area, uh, a, a lot of people didn't actually know my name. Like I, I had a nickname and that's what everybody called me. Cause I had, um, like I had some family down here that, and that was just how they introduced me to everybody. I said, Oh, this, this here's a real blah, 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 blah. And so nobody knew my name was Aaron. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, this rumor starts circling around. Yeah, I heard some dude named Aaron killed him. Blah blah blah. I'm like, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm Aaron. I did not kill him. And 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 that actually that particular circumstance actually led to a lot of like kind of funny little interactions. Not the not the killing the guy thing, but people not people not knowing my, that I belong to my name. Because I didn't kill like, him. I just knocked him unconscious and threw him th-
1: threw him in a crowd full of pigs. Uh, no, it was, it was a, a,
0: a, a quarry. But. <laughs> it was a quarry with water or but not no, water? Yes, water. But no, I I, I mean, the, the guy turned up later. Um, the, before we knew what happened to him, like a few years later, I found out, okay, he's not actually dead. But uh, when everybody did think he was dead, my theory was... He got he because he left the bar, he was he was shit faced. So, I, my theory was he went out drunk in his car and wound up driving off the road into this quarry. Because if he was going where I thought he was going, he was gonna have to go right past this quarry. And uh, so I was like, you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he just went off the road. Because the, the in one spot, the road was like 25 feet from the edge of this drop off. I mean, there's a little you know chain link fence, but that's not going to stop a car if you're in the bag. <laughs> so I was like, you know, maybe maybe he's at the bottom of the quarry, and y'all need to get off my back. Maybe he just got three years for DWI. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the thing I think is, you know, in hindsight, I think either like he realized he was in a bad situation and was you know having uh, substance abuse issues or whatever. Because you know, I mean, or some had a moment of clarity and just decided he needed to get out of that environment for a while. Because, like I said, the guy just disappeared, cut all ties with everybody in that group. Rehab. But uh, Yeah, but on the other hand, like I never heard of his parents filing a missing report or anything on him. And let's be honest, with everybody walking around talking about how I murdered this guy, if the cops were looking for him, somebody would have showed up at my door at some point. (laughs) So (laughs) the fact that I didn't get interviewed tells me I don't think there was ever any formal... (laughs) report filed and like i said the guy's not dead so it's kind of a moot point but i gotta i can't say i got accused but i had uh, some other
1: cops thought i killed this other cop one time way back in the day because i worked with this one guy and he was a lazy fuck and he would uh dodge calls and he was he was just lazy and, it, and and he was kind of scary, too. Not, like, scary to us. Like, just called for backup. Like, the, I got a four-year-old, and I called for backup. I'm, I mean, this dude was, like, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, he was a big-ass motherfucker. And and shook and everybody. <laughs> scared of his own shadow. And yeah. I was, like, I was going to a disturbance one time, and I'm going, and I look, and this dude's, like, sitting, like, I passed him while he was sitting under a tree or something. Like, this motherfucker. I'm like... And it pissed me off. Well, the dispatcher got the right idea to have us go into the woods together to look for a, a dead body, which I think the whole dead body thing was bogus. I think he was trying to get us together so we could talk out our differences like, like grown-ups. I well, yeah. realized I was in my mid-20s at this time. I really wasn't that much of a grown-up. I don't think you become a grown-up until you're your mid-30s, but your brain just ain't working, don't work quite right but yeah, I can second that <laughs> but they sent me in the woods with this motherfucker so we I'm, we're walking in the woods looking for a dead body like I, said, I don't think it ever existed but we're walking Well, he looks at me and he's like so I hear you got a problem with me so I'm like I'm six foot so he he's quite a bit taller than me I turn around and look up at him and I said yep I sure do I said you a lazy piece of shit motherfucker who's scared of his own goddamn shadow and I look at him Look up at him in his eyes, and I said, what the fuck you going to do about it? He just looks at me, kind of puts his head down and walks off, because I guess the truth hurts, right? And, yeah, and by the way, and, oh, and, and just by the way, he, he is he's not a cop anymore. He ain't been a cop in a very, very long time, you know, which was good because he wasn't made for the job. But anyway, I said, fuck this shit. I'm not getting bit by mosquitoes. If I walk back to my unit, I went ten eight and uh ten eight means back in service. I went ten eight and went back to work. Well I'm driving around. Well they start calling for him on the radio a few minutes later because he didn't go back ten eight. He's not answered. They call him for. they called for him about three or four more times and he still didn't answer. Well the supervisor or lieutenant, we could say at the time, like was like, uh oh <laughs> <laughs> It's like we just sent him in the woods with me, with the ice man, and uh, now he's not answering his radio no more. And you got to realize, back, way back in my younger days, I, I, was, I was pretty much of a hothead back then, and, uh, you know, and they, the supervisor actually drove out there looking, and he told me later, he said, I was driving out there the whole time thinking... God, I hope he didn't shoot him with his duty weapons. <laughs> they, they actually, they thought we, they, they thought that being, they, that we, him went in the woods together, looked for his dead body, that he said something stupid to me. I'm just like, fuck it, and just capped his ass and left him laying out in the woods for the Coons Day or something like that. But <laughs> he ended up. <laughs> they found him, but the supervisor told me all this later. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He said, I, we, I thought you killed him. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. I went. He said, I thought you just because. He said, I know how much you hate him. He said, I figured you just shot his ass and get him out the way. I'm like, <laughs> my God, I'm glad y'all think so much about me. I'm just like cold-blooded killing people in the woods and stuff. But, yeah, so <laughs> but he's, he, yeah, I guess yeah. he's still alive. But he's no longer in law enforcement, which is good. But, yeah, they thought I killed him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting feeling, I'll tell you. <laughs> I thought no, it was it, hilarious. Like only. I said. Uh, Yeah, I I definitely had a laugh about it, and like I said, that the funny thing is, that kind of stuff happened to me more than once. I mean, not the, I only I only got told I killed somebody once, but I, uh, like I said, I had a lot of people when in my you know early to mid twenties that I had a reputation, but I had a lot of people that didn't know I belonged to it, like because. I'm I, 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 telling these stories. I always feel kind of like I'm, you know, sounds like I'm full of shit, but it's, I, w- I wish I would have had a reality TV show back in the day. Cause nobody believes this shit now. And it's like, I had this reputation cause same guy. Then I am now, I didn't take a lot of shit, but I was about, you know, I don't know, a hundred, 110 pounds lighter than I am now. And a lot leaner. And, so if, if you got on my nerves, I, I have a little bit of a temper. I, I didn't get in a lot of fights, but I had a bad tendency of bitch slapping people. And uh, mo- mostly for saying or doing something particularly stupid, like telling me they were going to kick my ass. That, that was a real solid way to get slapped. And then I would give them an option like, okay, while you're down there, you can either shut up and stay down there for a few minutes till you had the time to think about what you did or you can get up and get your ass whipped. And, you know, for the most part, they stayed on the ground and thought about what they did and how they wound up there. And so that kind of information just sort of traveled in this little social circle of all these degenerate assholes that I'd found myself hanging out with, you know, like going to all these different house parties and stuff, because I was new in town and, I didn't know anybody, so it was like I met a friend of a friend, and next thing you know, I'm at a, some house party where I paid $5 for a cup of piss-warm beer, and you know I'm going to sit in a corner not having a good time because I don't like stupid people. And by and wide at these parties, it was like guys in their early 20s who couldn't get girls in their early 20s, so they'd be like inviting high school kids over, and as soon as the teenagers showed up, I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here, fuck y'all. Like, I, I don't need to get a, a ticket for contributing to the delinquency of minors. I don't need any of this shit. I don't need some underage girl telling me that she's 22 trying to come back to my apartment. I don't need none of the bullshit that comes with this. Y'all are stupid. And I would leave. So I did. I developed a bit of a reputation as like, A, don't fuck with him. And B, he doesn't have time for your bullshit. And then my kid brother got out of the service. And so he kind of starts going around and meeting some of the people I know. And then from the people I know getting introduced to the same bunch of assholes. So he starts going to these uh, stupid house parties. And by that point, I'd kind of washed my hands of the whole situation I'd met my wife and was more or less hanging out with her at that point. And I had to go find him one night and I get to the door of this house party. And there's this little pencil neck kid that if he, if he was 21, I'm 37 at the time. And I was like 24. (laughs) I was like, this is you're like 12 kid. And I get up to the door, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm looking, looking for somebody. Get out of my way. And he looks at me. He's like, you ain't coming in unless you pay. And I, I looked him up and down. I said, you're the one working the door? And he's like, yeah, you ain't getting in this place unless you give me $5. I said, I'm not giving you $5 so I can come in there and tell my asshole brother not to bring anybody back to the house tonight because I got to get some sleep because I got to get up in five hours. Get your little narrow ass out of my way. And this kid looks me dead in the face and says, man, I don't know who you think you are, but you must not know about Arilla and Marco and Matthew. We're going to fuck you up. Now, that's my godbrother, my brother, <laughs> and me. And I know for a fact, my godbrother and my brother are in this fucking party because this kid just told me they're there and they're going to fuck me up if I try and come in. And my godbrother's like 6'4". He's a big, tall cat. So, I see him come walking through the back of the party, like over the little door weasel's head. And I'm like, Mom, come, 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 and I call him over and he comes walking. Oh, what's going on, baby? Da, da, da. All excited to see me sh- three sheets to the fucking wind. And all of a sudden it dawns on this little kid. Who's working the door, who exactly he's just been threatening. <laughs> and he's like, uh, 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 Wait, you're, 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 you're um, yes, that's me. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I, di- I did not know. I did not mean any disrespect. I just figured you were a big guy, and I didn't want to have to have no problems. I thought if I said I was you, that maybe you wouldn't give me no grief. And I was like, <laughs> if you don't get your narrow ass back in that house, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry. Can I get you, can I get you a cup, sir? Can I get you anything? No, I just told you I'm not coming in to drink. I'm coming in to tell these assholes not to bring anybody home and be all loud because I got to get up in five hours. Give me $5. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, he says, how much money you got? I'm like, dude, you are not robbing the door kid. No, it's not robbery. It's a tax. That's for being stupid. Here, go get, go get some Wendy's on your way home. I'm like. You just you just robbed a door kid to get, to, to give me money to buy Wendy's. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're a dick when you're hungry. <laughs> so did you need a Snickers uh, bar? <laughs> no, nah, like I, commar- I, I got a bacon eater. Like that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're not you when you're hungry. No, I'm I'm more me when I'm hungry. I'm That's part of the problem. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm hangry. So yeah, angry. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I get
1: like that too. If I get too hungry. I start getting. Getting hangry. Yeah, pretty soon. You better hurry up. That that would be his wife telling him he better hurry the fuck up.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, More or less, yeah. She's like, "You gonna be you gonna be done soon? You coming up? You gonna watch TV?" Yeah, I'm surprised my wife ain't coming here. We
1: have been talking for a while. Yeah, I got a couple three hours. Yeah, well. (laughs) We've been recording for almost
0: almost an, an hour, and hour and
1: 40. Half. Yeah. Because I actually stopped and started a different one so I could do two parts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll do that after the fact. That's, I don't like editing much.
0: <laughs> if my I don't I don't think noticed. anybody. Well, actually that's a lie. I do know somebody who likes editing and I was just like, "You're when he told me, and I was like, "You're a sick fuck." Somebody actually <laughs> but, you know somebody that actually enjoys editing. Yeah, he says he says it, it it's uh enjoyable for him he likes playing with it and oh my god that, that's like, the most
1: that's the most tedious pissing me off
0: thing ever is trying to edit shit it's like no i just i don't, I don't even do it anymore yeah i mean I'm, i'll i clean up a little bit you know like if i if i'm do, particularly when it's stuff where it's just me uh it's really i i say um you know a lot when i'm just talking to myself i still say it a lot when i'm talking to other people too but i say it even more when it's just me and I'll start going over my own thoughts. I'm like, you know, uh, you know. So I take all that shit out because nobody wants to hear me say, you know, 47 times in one episode. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, and they said,
1: right, a lot. It wasn't anything to do with the podcast, but I was having a conversation. with, And we were talking about some stuff, and and they probably said, right, about. about and I actually started almost counting. Cause I'd, <laughs> I, we were talking about something. I'd say something. He'd be like, right. And I'd say something else, and like, right. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I, I got to the point where I'm thinking to myself, I won't say nothing else because he's going to say, right. And I'd say something and he'd say, yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, i got to stop talking, dude. He just said it like 50 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like no, when it's... people was like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I do because you just said it and I heard you say it. So unless I'm deaf or dumb, I, I know what you're saying. Or people yeah. have say, say a lot. You hear me? You hear me? I had a friend that used to say that all the time. I'm like, dude, do you see hearing aids in my ear? I'm not fucking deaf. It's I heard. heard you. You don't have to ask me if I heard you. If I didn't hear you, I'll ask you what or to repeat yourself. Okay, stop saying that shit. Yeah.
0: I, I I used to work with a, a guy that you heard, you heard, you heard. I'm like, <laughs> mother, yes, motherfucker, I have. I
1: heard. One of my biggest pet peeves is is being called chief. I hate yeah, being I get called that. chief. Yeah. Do I look like an no, Indian? I, do I? See, do you see feathers in my hair? <laughs> no. I, stop calling. I, I get me ch- I
0: get chef. <laughs> hey, chef. What are you doing?
1: Uh, I said, "Hey, chief," or or if I get one, like, you know, somebody calls everybody Sarge. That's in uniform or boss pretty sure they did time somewheres okay that's usually a pretty good time i, I they call did... a lot of people boss Oh <laughs> uh, well out here if they say call you boss or sarge usually you're in your uniform they usually did time somewheres
0: okay <laughs> yeah no nah, I, 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 i've never served any but i there are i just some it depends on the context you know like i'll be talking to somebody and be like all right boss whatever you say uh-uh. although for, for me it's usually more of kind of like all right I got unless one, i'm talking huh? to my actual boss <laughs> which is Yes sir. I call gotcha one boss. person boss and that's
1: the sheriff. He was like, "Good morning." I'm like, "Good morning, boss." Whatever cuz he is my boss, like for real. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, like, that's I can't be, but people's like, "Oh, chief." It's like I won't even acknowledge you. I I can't stand it. I'd rather you say, "Hey you dickhead motherfucker" or something like that than call me chief. I cannot staying.
0: Like, hey hey ass knocker, I'm talking
1: to you. I'd rather that. Of, hey, yeah. hey chief. I'm like oh no, I am not a, do I look like a, do, do I look like a fireman? No. <laughs> I don't stop calling me that. I just don't like that.
0: Yeah. It's actually it's kinda of funny. I mean I I get called chef a lot, which is accurate, you know. But the thing is I don't even have to be wearing chef clothes anymore because there's a guy at one of the gas stations up the street from my house. And I came in one time wearing a chef's coat and he realized I was a chef. And literally every time I've seen that man for the last like six years, Hey chef, how's it going? And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's going here. You know, 25 on three. Thank you. Did you have the hat on? Nope. Oh, you can't! I hate that! I hate that! This <laughs> shiftboard. Yeah, Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't have any of them. I got, a, I got about a half a dozen in my closet. Like within, I could get up and go grab one. What's the but point? I'm, what's the point of those hats? Keep sweating hair out of the food. But why do they have to be so tall? Oh, that—that's more formality. It's old tradition. I don't. I'm sure at some point there was a logic to it, and like in the, like back in the 1700s or whatever, you know, when hygiene probably wasn't the greatest, probably had some chefs with some big old nasty dreads stuffed up in that son of a bitch or something. Yeah. But so I just I just got a, a visual thought, and just like yeah, it's yeah.
1: that's like uh, but, like extinct Chicago PD or some of these other, they still wear them stupid looking little hats, like yeah, I'm like maybe. I see them like that, I'm like. Fuck! I'm glad we don't have that shit because those are the stupidest looking little hats ever. What's the point in that mm. little hat? It's
0: a it's a little hat. It's tradition. I just it's just I mean, it's like I see it and I'm like, oh god! I'm so glad I never had to wear those. Yeah. Now there are actually some some reasons behind like you know like the really tall paper hats with all the folds in it and stuff. Like uh, there once upon a time it was. Based on which hat you wore was based on the skill set you showed and kind of like your seniority or something like you rank. Yeah, kinda and it's like, uh, oh, you only have four folds you rookie. well, it's like the it's supposed to be like there's a hundred folds and in, in a full and a full chef's toque and it's the hundred ways you can prepare an egg dish and all this other stuff there sounds
1: like I just had a flashback of bubble gump talking about shrimp
0: more or less, yeah. <laughs> And some of them, there's no end difference in the result. It's all about the technique and all this other shit. But um, it's actually kind of funny as far as you know the, the kitchen industry is going. It's kind of gone the opposite direction of like a lot of other things. Like you know, you go to like you look at the church and you got like you got the little cardinal hat and then the 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 bishop hat and then you got like the pope with the big fucking hat and you know I think God wears a sombrero or something. I, I so <laughs> but. With kitchens it's kind of gone the other way over the years like it used to be the the head chef had the big fancy hat on and now it's more like if you're the new guy in the kitchen you're wearing like the floppy white chef's hat and if you're the guy running the place you're either not wearing a hat because you don't have to you're not the one cooking or you got like you know the little chef beanie on or or, or a skull cap or a bandana I'm going straight for the hair knit <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't have enough hair to necessitate a hair yeah. anymore. So how much do you get get the a. A. Ron? <laughs> a lot, actually. Um it's hey, kinda tapered. A. A. Ron. It's tapered off a little bit, but the that first year where uh like, was it Key and Peel? I don't know where that, it was. It's hilarious. It was, it's you hilarious. done messed up A.A. Ron. Yeah, <laughs> when funny. that came out I was working in a club in downtown Chicago. It was a, it was a great gig. I, I really liked my job. I liked my boss. My boss was friggin' awesome. And, but I had, I had an office where I had to go do all my, you know, my budgeting and all that crap. And I would, I had my desk job and I tried to stay out of my desk as much as possible, but there was, it was unavoidable or I was in there sometime and my boss's office was across the hall and, until I moved my desk, I could actually see his desk from my desk because his his office was like a giant glass wall. So he could look out and see, he'd see me, and I'd be sitting at my desk doing some paperwork at like 6.30 in the freaking morning. Like, you know, one eye open because I just got off the train. I got a fucking 36-ounce cup of coffee in front of me, and I'm, you know, filling out receipts from the night before or whatever you don't mess up me, hey, eh, Ron! <laughs> I'm not even awake yet. Stop. <laughs> Balak Yeah, yeah. And I would, whatever, Balak! Yes. And, and still a great. And scene. he'd crack up and start <laughs> he'd be sitting at his desk just rolling in it. You know, meanwhile I'm trying to clean up all the coffee because he waited till I was going to take a drink before he yelled it. And I'm son of a bitch. <laughs> But, yeah, um, like I said, I still get it periodically now, but not quite so much. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this one. Uh,
1: if you ever want to get a good laugh. Huh? I don't know if you ever watched Bobby Possum Cobb or something <laughs> like that. with the, um, the uh, I meth- think I've seen some clips. Yeah. Well, they got one where they do one on methamphetamine. I mean, it's, like, mm. it's like, it's made from all natural ingredients. I don't care what they say. <laughs> this is good for you. And it's like it shows one thing. It says, it helps heighten your senses. And it shows them, like, sitting there and, like, sniffing a donkey's butt while it farts in his face and shit. Like, oh, it's, I still laugh at that one today. It's freaking hilarious. It's methamphetamine. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to check it out. But oh, yeah. So, sounds like something I will enjoy. <laughs> oh, you, you'll, you'll see it. You'll, you'll definitely laugh your ass off at it. So I ain't going to try to, I guess we're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah, well, coming Mid, up on Mrs. A. A. Ron gonna, oh yeah, gonna be mad. I, I still got to go put air conditioning units in the window. <laughs> oh, well, Mrs. Iceman's gonna be mad.
0: <laughs> she was in there coloring in her adult coloring book. Yeah, I actually, I maybe I'll go find my colored. I got, I got an adult coloring book myself. I just uh, can't. But... Well, they, I got, I got it. They were doing a. Uh, because last year in the uh, the mostly peaceful protests up in uh, Wisconsin yes <laughs> that that's my hometown and uh, that's where I is from and they uh, one of the one of the groups that was doing like recovery efforts made a a they do it every year they do a cook uh, coloring book for all a bunch of local businesses they decided to donate the proceeds to helping fix all the you know, businesses and homes building. and shit. They got this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Those, well, like they, part of it went to like, I actually watched a video of one guy who got his ass beat by a bunch of peaceful protesters because he was trying to put out the fire they lit in his building. And, uh, cause, and I'm sure they were out of town people because they thought they were torching a, a, a storefront because they were. But the thing is, this is a storefront that was built back in the twenties and the whole second floor was housing. Jesus. So, yeah, so he this guy was down there trying to put out the fire, and, like, four peaceful protesters beat the shit out of the guy. So, uh, like, he was getting part of the funds from it. So I, I bought one of the coloring books so I could, uh, you know, fe- feel like I did some good. And just I noticed got we don't coloring book. We just don't get that in certain states.
1: <laughs> like, where yeah. I live, because you do that shit down here, you probably going to get shot. I'm sorry to say. I yep. mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, we're an open carry state, and uh, we—mean, I most people are in here have guns. That's why you don't hear a lot of of break. I mean, you don't hear a lot of um, like kick-ins or and stuff like that, or carjackings yeah. and stuff, because most people are in here have guns in their cars too, which is not illegal you know
0: yeah you do that and most here. people around there not to use them yeah
1: you, you do that around here and you got people that's probably been wanting to shoot somebody for the, most of their life and they're prepared for it i mean in my personal car i carry a judge in there if you don't know what Ooh. that is go look it up you don't want to get shot by it. judge. judge is awesome <laughs> so, i want one so i mean in louisiana i mean as long as you're not a convicted felon you can have a gun in your car anywhere you want in a glove compartment, yeah. they mount them. It's not illegal because your car is
0: considered an extension of your home. So, yeah, I remember the first time I had to run and grab something out of my uncle's truck, and it was like, okay, glove compartment. Okay, uh, there's a 1911. There we yeah. go.
1: It's just not illegal here. I mean, it's just, but in states like here, you don't hear about you. Know, you don't hear about a lot of carjackings. It happens every now and then, but not a lot. You don't hear about yeah. kicking break-ins or like forcing just their self into someone's home i mean good luck because when yeah. i answer when i go to my door or hear a noise i have i have guns planted around my house that you don't know where they're at. <laughs> so,
0: yeah that see that, that's one of those things i never really understood about how things got to the level they did in in wisconsin because i mean i know i've been gone for a while and shit has changed i'm sure but like when i live there I had a 12 gauge that was next to the door on my apartment. Cause I did not live in the best neighborhood. <laughs> and occasionally I'd been known to answer it with the 12 gauge. And, uh, like, can I help you? It's a blizzard outside and you're on my porch at two in the morning. <laughs> Do you have a car problem? No, man, I just got a score. You got the wrong house. Get off my <laughs> porch. Yeah, and I answer my the- door with, especially
1: with a gun in my hand. So it, it happens out here and just, yeah, it's just not, people aren't going to like Sheriff Grady in Florida. Yeah. Go look him up. <laughs>
0: I love this man. <laughs> yeah. Sheriff Grady is, uh, I, I, I can, I can respect when he, when he said, do not do that shit here because I mean, basically he said, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and, we, uh, we, we we have
1: batteries, Baton Rouge, uh, well, New yeah. Orleans and Shreveport. They were very high murder rates, but go out to the, the other parts, and if to me, if you look around, I'm not trying to extend it, I can ramble on forever, a lot of these big cities, New York, places in California, even in Chicago, stuff that has these really really, yeah. <laughs> really, really strict gun laws, their crime rate is through the fucking roof. Places that don't have strict gun laws, the crime rate ain't quite as high at all. It yeah. don't take a rocket science to figure that out.
0: Yeah, well, that that was actually you know just I know we should probably start wrapping things up, but just in a little funny side note, when uh, when we were having our again mostly peaceful protests up in Chicago here, like you said, I I'm, I'm far enough away where I don't directly have to deal with much of that shit. But when it was going on, and some some uh, upstanding honor student that was being interviewed on one of the news channels made a statement. To the reporter said, "Yeah, well, we're pretty much done around here. We come into the suburbs next, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was kind of funny because it it was to me it was a really good example of how Chicago is really disconnected from how the rest of the state feels about Chicago. Because <laughs> he said that shit on the news with full confidence, like it was going to go well. Like, yeah, we're done, we're done, we're done looting in downtown because there's nothing left. So we come into the suburbs. We're gonna get some 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 nice shit." And like the night where they said that and put it on the news, I uh, I spent the, I was furloughed at the time, so I didn't have nothing better to do. I went and sat out on my front porch all night, and I had a couple little uh, little party favors with me just in case things did happen to get stupid. And uh, I had one handgun and one shotgun. Just you know, a little rock salt will deter somebody if they don't you know rock salt. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not. I ain't,
1: I ain't shooting your afternoon. I, if I'm shooting if, if I'm if I got the bitch with me, my twelve <laughs> gauge, the only thing that's coming out of it, it's only one or two things coming out of there. Double odd buck, or if or or if we feel it really frisky, I'm gonna hit you with a slug. And yeah. If anybody, anybody don't know what a twelve gauge slug looks like, look it up. Mm-hmm. And when for my old SWAT team days, I'm pretty accurate with this with a 12 gauge shotgun, and I can put that slug dead center of your chest at 50 yards away from me with a shotgun. So it, you're not going to get up. I'm sorry because you're going to have a yeah. big ass hole in your chest all the way through when that slug hits you. <laughs> yeah, that's there, very there, true. But there's no wounded, or or I'll pull my AR out, or if we feel enough, frisky, I also have an AK. We can uh. We can try that out or, you know, I have some yeah. other rifles and, you know, I'm, I'm a cold country boy from Louisiana. Most of us down here are pretty well armed with lots yeah. of ammo.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, no, I mean, it was, like I said, I was the, the, rock salt is out of consideration to my neighbors because I don't have, <laughs> they're, they're very close and I don't want to accidentally damage their property. But on the other hand, you know, I also had a nine millimeter and a 44 with me too. So. If if the if the shotgun didn't scare them, they they still weren't getting getting in my house. But uh, it was just it was funny to me though, because I was kind of like, well, you know, here I got a pitcher of tea. I got I'm gonna lean this up against the wall here, and I'm gonna sit on the porch and I'm gonna dick around on my phone and wait and see if they are actually as stupid as they think they are. <laughs> and I kind of looked down my street. And I saw a lot of porch lights on that normally people went to bed fairly early that night, and I saw a lot of feet kicked up on porch <laughs> rails and stuff, and I was like, huh. Seems like this is a pretty uh unified thought in my neighborhood.
1: <laughs> I might have had to put a sign out from my yard. Hotel California. Looters welcome. Yeah. Because what what happens at Hotel California? You can check in, check out. but you can never check out. <laughs> yep.
0: You can come come on, come on, come meet me. Yeah, that's I got my uh, my my, I think my dad's got one of those little tin signs that says we don't call 911 and we have a backhoe. Yeah, like trespassers will be shot, survivors will be shot again.
1: Yeah, I got pretty much. I got a sticker (laughs) on my long sticker on my door of my house, and he says. Nothing inside.
0: Nothing inside of here is worth you dying for. Yeah, actually, I was. I got the same one. <laughs> so nothing in this house. This is worth dying for. Yeah. And sadly enough, that's pretty much accurate. <laughs> because if you break
1: into my house, I can guarantee you, I'm not. I'm not gonna say a word. I'm gonna shoot you. And then I'm oh gonna, yeah, then I'm that's, gonna call the cops to come get your body out of my house. I'm like, there's no warning shots. I'm not gonna say get out. I'm gonna blast you and. Then I'm going to call the cops to get pretty, your body pretty much my house. It's like, okay, you know what's going to happen? They're not going to arrest me because you're nope. in my house where you weren't welcome. I'm defending myself and my family. Good. Bye-bye. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. That's- I have five dogs. I have five big dogs. They might not. They'll probably bite you, too. I have five great Danes. So after you get past my dogs, and if you're lucky to you get to me, you'll probably be hollering for my
0: help. <laughs> so, but they're definitely gonna wake me up. Yeah, that's my 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 dog is half shepherd, half corgi, so she's not real intimidating, but she sounds fucking huge. <laughs> so, and she's kind of a coward, but she'll wake me up. So that's like my dogs.
1: That- They'll make you think they're gonna bite you, they, but they're great dogs. They're gentle giants. They'll, they're pretty much. I'm not saying they won't bite you. I seen one of them tried to bite somebody before. So, not saying they won't bite you, but they're loud as. And my and my wife, she's a very like a gnat farts next her head and she wakes up. So, yeah, I, I can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're still going. We got to block it up. Yeah.
0: All right. Well. Um. Just you want to do real quick and little we'll, uh, right. just uh, shout out again thing. where where to find you
1: and you know. yeah. Ice Man, Motor Cop Chronicles podcast. I'm on uh, all the podcast platforms. Uh, if you happen to listen to me on Apple, give me a five star review. Uh, write me a write me a review. I'll read it on one of the podcasts. Uh, that help with the algorithm. Uh, you can always check me out on Facebook. Same name, Motocop Chronicles podcast are on uh, YouTube. Got Twitter. Not real active on I'm not going to lie. If you want to get in touch with me, the best way to, to do is email me. I'm usually pretty quick on getting back to you. If you're a first responder or anything, you want to be a guest, let me know. Or if you just have a story you want me to read with my great articulate southern accent. Because uh, I know I sound like a country hick, I can't help it. Uh, let me know. I'll read it too. Just. Hit me up on email. I, feel like I got I got stickers and stuff I mail to you, but you got to email me. So uh, just come check me out over there twice a week.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for you know sitting down and talking with me. And- oh, I enjoy it. I'm a yeah, chatterbox. So I, tell me. Yeah, no, tell. I hadn't noticed. Your, <laughs> tell them about your stuff um my stuff i in the name of streamline it because lord knows i can't talk properly sometimes that's everything is it i had to say at it podcast.com it'll give you links to merchandise anywhere you can find the show all the platforms or you can just type in i had to say it on any podcatcher, and i should be the first thing that comes up although sometimes it's some weird ass song i have never heard of if you put it in spotify that's <laughs> but yeah other than that like i said i had to say dot podcast.com it's got links to everything reviews of shows other cool stuff i think people should check out and uh yeah that's that's about it for me all right well i enjoyed it we'll have to do it again definitely
1: yeah definitely so
0: and uh yeah cool
1: until next time
0: All right, that
1: was the end of that. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, me and Holstera with uh, the news. And uh, I had some shit go down here. Locally, very close uh, to home uh, this weekend that we'll be talking about. is pretty tragic and everything else. So, uh, see y'all Wednesday. Remember, stay safe. Watch your back. Watch your partners back. And smile, because the Iceman could always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are made. How long?